The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenveld and Roy Hoiskies. Hi, we have live, we are live. Coming from the ashes, no, coming from Europe, but uh, we are below the ashes. Uh, hi, and welcome to another State of Search radio show on Webmaster Radio. Uh, good to have you here. Hope you found the links either in the chat room or on the website uh, to the sound, because that's a bit different today. Uh, you won't hear it uh, right on the homepage, uh, but that's what Brasco just told everybody. Um, if you are listening live, join us in the chat room, because in the chat room we have a lot of lots of friends who are uh, going to discuss the uh, the show of today with us and today's show is hosted by uh, myself of course but also uh, not by Roy he's got other uh, engagements today but uh, my good friend Lisa Myers uh, Yay. Yay. thank you for co-hosting the show with me Lisa um, no worries. very good to have you um, well we can't miss it anymore if we see you but the r- listeners aren't seeing you uh, you are pregnant Oh yes, I am big. <laughs> <laughs> you, how, how far are you? Um, I'm only four months, but I look about eight months pregnant. So okay. I'm going to need a wheelbarrow soon. Lug <laughs> me around. Congratulations! Uh, you, Thank you, you very much. Give birth uh, after the summer then. Uh, yeah, in fact, one of the the problems I had was I said yes to speak at a conference in Norway a week before I was due the baby. I was like, oh, that might be a problem. Ah, uh, that's going to be difficult, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh dear! <laughs> Not yet. Don't make those noises. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's the noise you're going to hear a lot. Um, actually, I've had a quite a rough week uh, in in that because my kids decided it's time to uh, to stay up late, and they kept, uh. keep, kept coming downstairs all night yesterday. So um, uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun, but it can also be uh, d- difficult. Um, Lisa, we have a guest on our show today, and uh, the guest is someone you know. Actually, I think you know him pretty well because he's working in the same company as uh, John, your husband is. Uh, and it's Mr. Peter Young. Hi, Peter. Are you there? I am in Daddy. Hey, and Peter's coming from us live from a basement hotel <laughs> or a basement in a hotel in London. Uh, what, what are you doing in London at the moment, Peter? Uh, I've got a couple of meetings down this way, so uh, I thought I'd take in the delights of uh, the basement hotel down here near, near Houston. Okay, well, it's uh, it's good to to have you on the show. Um, you are a uh, SEO. Um, well, well, how do you call it? Head of SEO at MediaVest in Manchester. I am, uh, I am what indeed. does that 
what does the head of SEO do at a, at a, at a media company? Well, I guess the same as the head of SEO does anywhere else. Um, you know, I, I went there about eighteen months ago just to sort of, I guess, start the start the product in MediaVest, which, um, as you said, was a media planning company. So we try to sort of give it a, I, I guess, a, a, a difference to other companies and try and sort of leverage some of the, the sort of contacts and relationships that we, we we can leverage as a media planning agency that perhaps other 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 people wouldn't be able to leverage. Um, and that's, that's the way we're about things. It was quite interesting time as well, wasn't it? Uh, because uh, that was about the time that the the, the paid search, uh, the, the model in the UK changed where you didn't get the best practice funding and, and suddenly people started creating those SEO departments. And I think media yeah. you guys were probably one of the first to doing that. Well, we're, we're, I think we started up about six months after that. That, that all kicked off, but... Yeah. Um, I think certainly we were the first of a lot of sort of similar size, you know, similar agencies, particularly in the UK, um, that you know sort of I think started taking notice, start stop looking at it as a as a techie specialism, um, mm. and started trying to sort of integrate it into sort of I guess into their you know their traditional ways of of planning and um, you know how, how they how they normally work when they when they buy traditional media. So, so it's what, what did you do before uh, uh, MediaVest? Uh, before MediaVest, I was uh, head of search at a, at a company called Well, it's now called Amaze. Previously, it was called uh, ConnectPoint, um, and I, I did a sort of very similar role there, um, but looked across sort of paid search and affiliates as well. Um, and was that a um, media company quite, also? No, no, no that was a, it was originally a web design company, um, and again they sort of looked to sort of. I guess they built websites, but nobody—I won't say nobody was coming to them. But they—they they weren't maximizing their the visibility of the, of the sites they're producing. So I came on board to again build up their departments and um, develop sort of search products that they could sort of take out to market. Do you think it's a big difference between um, those agencies? Now, obviously, have you having the experience having worked at a um, head of SEO or head of search for a, a web design and kind of the design level of, of marketing and then suddenly media. Do you, do you feel that that's quite a different way of thinking about it? Or? Definitely. I mean, you know, sort of, uh, you know, certainly with the companies I was involved with, you know, sort of um, the web agency was very much focused, I guess, on implementing best practice on site. Um, and, you know, w w the way we, we sort of had to change mindsets was, look, you know, you can do, you can do best practice on site, but if you don't complement that with, Good off-page SEO, then you know we're not gonna we're not, you're not gonna maximize all the work you're doing. Um, so that, that that was the biggest mindset change. And somewhere like MediaVest, obviously it's a it's a different mindset. There's a much more sort of I guess better awareness of, of sort of what off-page can do. Um, and I think you know sort of certainly I'd say the technical side comes as more of a sort of an unnatural environment to this to a media planning agency than than it did when I was working at the the web design agency. Cool. Okay, so, so so the difference between the companies is, is mainly in the in the cultural part, in the in the uh, how how people react to search. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the biggest difference I found anyway was was culturally, you know, sort of just um, there's a better I'd say there's a better level of understanding technically um, within the web design and appreciation of the technical aspects, which I guess within a media agency don't aren't necessarily there. They don't. You know, you have you have to work with them and train them and teach, talk them through things in, in a lot more detail. 
um, and it, you know, sort of certainly when you're dealing with other other, other aspects of the business that that we do leverage, um, not that natural awareness that there possibly you know that, that there was when I was dealing with programmers and um, you know, so the, the web designers and you know, sort of that, that they understand HTML, they understand build and you know server admin and that side of things. So, which one of the two are more difficult to persuade in in doing the best SEO you can, either designers or media persons? Because <laughs> both uh, guys have, uh, have a record of not really being into the SEO. I, I, I think initially, uh, I'd probably say the, the the sort of media planning was more difficult. But I think as as the awareness comes on board, it's actually you, you know the enthusiasm's there, and that you know I, I personally found that um, I found it. In the long term, being being much more rewarding. Um, so I'd probably say initially, definitely that the, the sort of media planning side has been more difficult. But um, sorry, certainly, sort of, you know, short term, I think you know the the web agency they they're easier to talk into. There's a more natural sort of cultural fit. Okay, um, you were also uh, organizing a conference, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a well how do you call it <laughs> it sounds like it's not the easiest job to do <laughs> um, uh, the, the conference you organize the conference you're organizing is sascon right that's say c-o-n could you tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, what a conference is what, what, what this particular conference is um, yeah. well it's um, sascon search analytics and social basically what, yeah. what we were looking at, at doing was uh, well, I guess first of all, covering all three off um, in one conference. But I guess the major point was to try and get something that wasn't wasn't based in in London in the UK, um, and therefore trying to sort of get get sort of a, a location that was between Scotland and between London and could sort of draw on not just the southern southern audiences here in the UK, but also on yeah. uh, the northern audiences, places like Scotland and obviously then sort of Scandinavia and places like that. You know, sort of I guess. You know, there's plenty of opportunities down in London. There's a, there's a lot of you know mm. events taking place down there. So we we just wanted to have something that was, I guess, something a little different. Offered offered you know you know speakers like yourselves uh, an opportunity to see not just you know what 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 was happening in London, but come up to Manchester and sort of see you know the the scene that's going taking place up there. In fact, that that kind of makes me think of something. I think um, um, from when I first started in search, I think a lot of the the problems when you first start out is that you don't really get to go to the conference unless it's on your doorstep. And so the people around London and stuff, they although most people are in junior levels that could really do with going to these conferences, they don't really get to go unless the the kind of obviously the people are heavily investing in them, or they got to go to the networking and and stuff at at the latter end, but it must be so many people that is that's uh, further north that are in the, these levels that could really do with going to these conferences and learning from 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 other people and networking that hasn't had that opportunity before. Well, I, I definitely agree. You know, sort of. I think that's been. Um, I, I guess that's been evident in the sort of in the people that are sort of coming in now. You know, sort of. I mean, certainly the, the sort of people we spoke to and the feedback we've had is. You know, sort of. There's been a real sort of enthusiasm for it to, to, to a large degree. Um, you know, it's certainly even even with I, I guess some of the other people that organised the you know Think Visibility, for example. You know, sort of. There's there's a there's a healthy banter that that's goes on. That's the leads, on. isn't it, for anyone that that's not UK. That, that, that is, it's a it's a very very good conference over in Leeds. Um, but I think there, there's a general enthusiasm with both that you know both can work and both can sort of 
I guess, try and sort of raise the profile of what, you know, what, what, we, what we have up here, because at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of good organizations that, that are based up this, this neck of the woods. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think the fact that a lot of the conferences take place down in London possibly isn't reflective of, of you know, how the UK the search agency stuff. scene works. Yeah. And there's a lot of talent, I think, as well, up um, up uh, north of Watford, <laughs> she says living in London, <laughs> that, that, oh. that you don't really get to meet and, and, and see. And I think that's another thing with UK in general, um, and I'm sure you'll see this as well, Pete, that the, there is a big growth in the demand, especially with SEO and finding the right people for SEO. But finding those people is kind of limited through like recruitment and stuff like that. And, and so these kind of conferences can be gold for finding the right people. And, and, and with finding the right people, you mean finding those who want to work for you and not finding the companies who want to work for you? Oh, yeah. In fact, that is just as important as finding those clients because if you don't have the good people, and especially when it comes to SEO, because I really think that either you get it or you don't. And so, so finding those people that can help you grow, like you guys at MediaVest, how, how, how many are you now? Like from, you, you just started in SEO two years ago. You, you're quite a big team already. Well, we're, we're a team in line now, so, uh, um, you know, and, and I guess, you know, going back to you, what you just said about picking up uh, people from conferences, I guess your husband's probably as guilty as anybody on that one. Um, <laughs> there's stuff, I guess, yeah, 2008 was the, 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 you know, the rationale for me actually coming on board. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I certainly think it's, a, you know, sort of, it, it is a good place to identify John Gass is John Gass is personal. What do you call it? Is people working for him from uh, from uh, events, and he gets his wife from events. So that's yes, <laughs> that sounds slightly dodgy. <laughs> I wasn't male or anything. <laughs> so, but the, the Sascon conference—it's got some uh, pretty good speakers in there. Uh, what I saw. Um, uh, c- could you name a couple? Well, there's yourself, obviously. Um, we got John as well uh, into the mix, but we got people like Chris. No, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname. Although I should do uh, Christian Harkson. We've got um, US Van der Vox talking. We've got uh, Rob Tagmeister, I Phantom Master. Um, we've got Richard Baxter talking. We've got um, I guess what we try to do is blend. I guess a lot of the big names with a couple of smaller names. So we've got people like Neil Walker from uh, a company called Just Search in Manchester. Uh, we've got. Um, just trying to think. Uh, I, I I make a sort of moderating debut. I guess you got me as well, just thrown into the mix. Um, Very good. And then we've tried to blend that, I guess, with a couple of client side as well. So we've got a, a couple of people called uh, what Phil Jones and brother, um, and a couple of other sort of client side speakers, just to try and, I guess, try and try and sort of cater for you know, a majority that's spread across a number of t- you know different panels. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and well, that was good, and it's good kind of the European kind of led as well. That you have loads of European speakers. Um, because that that actually will make a big difference, I think, to get the right um, uh, perspectives. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you know the idea of this year has been to to really sort of I guess show that you know even up in Manchester we we can we can sort of attract you know good speakers to the event, um, you know, sort of and get it off in a good fit, footing, and then hopefully next year we can sort of start building on that and maybe sort of. I guess even incorporate some of some of you know the American um, speakers onto the circuit. Try and give it a bit of a, I, I guess a truly sort of global feel to it. But I guess this year was just trying to sort of, you know, establish a footing. Let, let let's let's get you know Sascon on the agenda, and then next year hopefully build off it. 
Do yeah. you think that people do differently, SEO particularly, differently um, stateside and kind of Europe side? Um, that's a question. Um, I think, you know, there, there certainly seems to be um, a, a, dif a difference in approach anyway. Um, yeah. I, I guess, you know, I, I heavily, I'm heavily sort of involved in the, the, the dojo and certainly it, it's interesting always talking to people such as David Harry and Terry Van Horn who sort of, um, you know, they, they have a very, you know, um, process-driven approach to how, how they go about doing things and it's interesting looking at how they, they go about it, which I guess... Um, you know, I necessarily wouldn't have, you know, potentially originally, although I've taken, you know, there's been a lot of good learnings you can take from, from the stateside approach. But I think, you know, it's at the end of the day, I think there's, the general process is the same. It's, it might just be how we how we get there. Uh, and obviously, you know, sort of given the sort of local variances that Google Google does have, that, um, you know, there, there are certain things that we're, they as a sort of states browser you need to be triggering. Yeah. Uh, um, from that perspective, that perhaps in the UK we sort of take for granted. Yeah. Um, I want to go uh, move on a little bit to uh, to another subject. Let's hope yeah. that people can fly out, <laughs> because yeah. uh, that's still a problem. Uh, if uh, if you're well, let's in Europe, hope people fly in. Uh, yeah, fly in. Yeah, so I'll fly out from uh, wherever. They you don't care whether they get home, do you? <laughs> you just as long as they get there. They're almost having a good time in Manchester. <laughs> don't get out. <laughs> No, uh, I, I was at a conference in Amsterdam last week, and a couple of uh, people were stuck there, and, and are still stuck there. Actually, I think Frank Watson, uh, Aussie webmaster, uh, is well, still in Amsterdam. Well, that's what he says. I, uh, I well, he, he's having he's having he's having loads of fun, so he won't he he doesn't mind that he's, exactly. uh, he's, stuck, <laughs> he's stuck in Amsterdam. But there were other people who actually uh, uh, went by uh, train and then by boat. Uh, Nicholas Stott, uh, amongst others, uh, took the train to I think. Paris, maybe even, or uh, and then went on to a boat, and then went on to another train, and that's how she got home. So there were a lot of uh, troubles. But if you're working for Google, you have no troubles. Did you guys hear about Google flying private jets to get stuff away from Europe back to the Silicon Valley? Oh, brilliant! No, I so, didn't hear about that, but that's, that does sound very, very Google. They should I don't know if that was a plane or uh, another uh, volcano. Was that? that was a plane. <laughs> that was actually Google going over your heads on a plane. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I thought it was an earthquake or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were Googlers. They uh, uh, they decided Google decided that uh, they didn't want to wait for uh, uh, well others to, uh, to 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 the planes to go flying. So they're sending out planes from the south. Of Europe, southern parts of Europe, because I think in Spain you are, you can fly, but I'm not sure about that. And yeah, so people have to travel to Spain, and then from Spain they can fly to the US. Uh, mm -hmm. And Google has uh, specific jets ready uh, to get those uh, people from Google uh, back to the US. I thought it was huh. quite remarkable that a company like Google would go that far. Yeah. Look, I, I noticed that, uh, at the end of the article that I, uh, you know, sort of. I think what they're doing is they're getting into the states, and then from from then and inwards, it's uh, you know sort yourself out. But I think it's still a a gesture to sort of be throwing that into the mix and sort of at least be getting people back to a position where they can actually then, I guess, get home and they're not they're not sort of you know 
Yeah, they're just, they're, they're just flying them into the states. That's right. They, they, once <laughs> it actually said um, um, on Business Insider, you have a little uh, uh, part of an email which is sent out uh, to all Googlers, and uh, the final part says, uh, uh, "Please be packed and get ready to go on Monday." Uh, which was yesterday, uh, bringing your belongings to the office. Uh, once in the U.S., you need to work out travel arrangements to your final destination, so you have to go and uh, okay. do that yourself. But still, it was quite remarkable that Google uh, actually uh, um, uh, sent out uh, specific uh, jets. Okay, we uh, are going to go to uh, a little break to get the sponsors in who uh, make this show happen. Uh, we'll be back, right back after the break when we talk more with Lisa and Peter about what's happening in the search world. And we'll be talking about, amongst other things, uh, Google uh, Follow Finder and uh, Google click-through data in Webmaster Tools. We'll be right back. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. 
Hi, welcome back to the second part of the uh, State of Search radio show. We are uh, live coming from Europe, and uh, today I have a Norwegian and a Dutch. Well, I am a Dutchman and an Englishman on the line. Uh, Peter Young is joining uh, me and Lisa Myers, who is co-hosting today on the show, and we're talking about all sorts of different U.S. Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, search stuff. Um, so we got, we have a lot of topics which we could discuss. And um, one thing I want to throw in there is uh, uh, this week it was a Dutchman actually who first noticed it. Uh, Google is sh uh, showing click-through data in Webmaster Tools, which means that if you um, go to your Webmaster Tools account, and, and I'm going to try to open. Um, I have one open uh, in one of the many screens which are open right now. But if you go there, uh, you will see that. Um, uh, if you go to the, uh, let me see, uh, sorry about that, should have signed in before that. Um, if you go to your site, of course, uh, on um, uh, on the Google Webmaster Tools, and you have your site on the web, on the left-hand side, and you go to top search queries, you see all the, so all, all the queries uh, which... And, uh, got most impressions and then you can click on one of those for example I'm looking at the state of search one now and um, one of the uh, searches is SCS 2010 the things you see is position in search results so on which position are you placed and how many clicks did that uh, um, help you how many impressions first and how many clicks did it give you uh, and a percentage and it also shows the pages uh, which uh, people click through too so is that a big thing, uh, Peter? Well, it's, it all. I suppose it all depends, doesn't it? It depends whether they actually use that data for anything. Like if it's just displaying it for your, for your your pleasure, that's all good. But obviously, everyone like back in the back in the uh, uh, days when cl like click through was a big part of the algorithm, um, that was a big. But are they are they still making? Um, are they still putting an attention to that? And will that be kind of if you have this kind of, uh, if you are a part of the Google Webmaster tools, um, then you're going to start getting these kind of conspiracy theories again, like you don't want to be part of it because then they can measure your click-through rate and all that kind of stuff. What do you think, Pete? Um, to be honest, I, I, I guess, you know, there's, there's, there's always going to be some, some people that, that, that sort of may raise potential issues with that. I mean, I, I can only see sort of having that sort of data, uh, you know, to your, your fingertips is a good thing. Mm. Um, I think certainly, you know, sort of, certainly from a marketing perspective, having an understanding of, you know, to, of how people are in, in potentially interacting with your site, uh, based on sort of, I guess, where you're positioning is going to sort of give you an idea of, a, you know, sort of you know, where, where you're positioning the right awesome. area. Awesome. In fact, what would be really useful if they had this? Well, this is never going to happen. But this is like, the, if they had this kind of data, so um, the impression and click through and everything, but also it gave you in. Uh, Google Webmaster Tools, whether that specific key phrase triggered a universal result like, like images, shopping, uh, local or whichever, because obviously then it will be quite easy to um, calculate or estimate um, which uh, position or what will be worth investing in. Yeah, well, I, I think you're hitting a, a very important point there because it's not universal search, they're not hitting that yet, but it is personal search, personalized mm -hmm. search. 
So um, what you see is that you have different, if, if you go into the Webmaster Tools, you will see different positions in search results for the same term, for the same keyword. So that means on uh, different occasions you are in different positions, which is, has all to do with the, uh, with the personalized search. So I think they're getting there, but I'm not sure if they can actually do it already in universal search terms. No, that's because no, none of them actually talk to each other. That would be just well, too much. Think, yeah, the other sort of uh, issue, I guess, is that there's a lot of, um, I guess, conversation out there that's, that's sort of suggesting that sort of data is not particularly accurate at this stage. I think certainly until there's sort of some um, confidence in the, yeah. in the sort of data and how accurate it actually is. Yeah, they don't uh, match Google uh, Analytics uh, numbers. Yeah. But, but non-data that, that, never matches each other, actually. It seems to be quite considerably out, and I think that's half the issue. And I think uh, until they get that right, I, I don't know how, you know, commercially anyway, how, how, how sort of business, business, you know, useful this is going to be. So I think, you know, certainly I think as they start tying it down and, and start really sort of refining the accuracy, you know, as that starts happening, I think it's going to be, uh, well, it's going to be a magic tool to sort of, you know, be able to incorporate and start start incorporating into into business logic and sort of, you know, some of the some of the tactics that we use as SEOs. Yeah, I suppose on a, from a reporting or a client level, it's useful because um, even if the, 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 all the data is not accurate, at least from a trend point of view, it's, it might be useful from a reporting point of view as how you've improved, click through based on, on, on whichever terms, etc. But from an actual side, kind of almost scientifically, how do you calculate and how do you, it's probably not going to be very useful yet. No, I, I, I agree on that. Um, there's one thing though, which uh, which always is the case with Google. If they launch something like this, or they launch something uh, something else, which is uh, gets a lot of comments, like like, like this is not accurate. Um, uh, why is it useful? Uh, it's just uh, it's it's something that people immediately fire on. Uh, but then Google always seems to have an idea of what they're doing. So maybe it's just the start of something else which is coming. So are they, for example, getting more stuff from Google Analytics into Google Webmaster Tools? Are they integrating stuff or are they maybe uh, trying to get um, uh, a different tool out there in, in, in the near future? Could that be the case? If you look at their past history, you know, it would suggest that you know, there's probably going to be a phase two of, of what they're doing at the moment. I mean, certainly you look at Wave, yeah. you know, evolved into Buzz to a certain extent. So I can't help thinking whatever they're doing with, with the click-through data will probably evolve or morph into something that, you know, is, you know, I, I won't use the words after Buzz, you know, sort of better, but certainly, you know, sort of, um, certainly sort of a more advanced uh, version of what we have at the moment. I think that the only flaw with that and what will always keep them back is that, unfortunately, the people that work on Webmaster Tools, the people that work on analytics or on, for example, local, they are not the same people and they seemingly never talk to each other. So getting something that is, is the same is, seems to be almost impossible for Google. Yeah, you're right there. It's uh, they, they kind of like even like a small point like uh, Google Analytics can't read the clicks and the the visits from Google AdWords. Hello. <laughs> that is like the, the basic you should think. So I suppose that will hold them back for 
a good few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree on that. It's uh, okay. it's not something they they really are good at, to, which is actually strange for a company like Google. I I think. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. Okay. I'm just saying that it's, it's because it's such a big, big size that it's like if you talk to, like, for example, I, I was on the phone with the, uh, the AdWords rep uh, the other day and I was saying, well, th this just doesn't make sense for the analytics. And I was just giving some comments and he was like, oh, I don't know anything about analytics. I'm like, yeah, you can say that again. That's just terrible. Like <laughs> they, they don't they don't need to. But the thing is that for them to be able to to improve the kind of integration of it, they have to get the people learning several aspects and, oh, this is just my job. Yeah. I'll, I won't, won't look at anything else. Yeah. If they I mean, were CEOs, they would be fantastic. Uh, the one thing I kind of think is, you know, sort of there seems to be a, a desire from Google to sort of, be, you know, have a, a consistency between, I guess, paid search and organic search. I mean, certainly if you look at DoubleClick, DoubleClick now... Um, it is is starting to allow you know tracking of natural search. So obviously you've got a tool there that can give you, you know, the the, the closing the conversion data, um, you know, across multiple channels, and that's obviously a Google Google op operated asset. Um, I think if you then look at the fact that now they're providing impression data, click through data, you start sort of, sort of seeing perhaps a sort of three sixty degree picture. Um, that you know maybe maybe that's indicative of where that phase two is going, but. Um, you know, they're, they're obviously not there yet. No, totally agree. Well, it's an interesting to see. It's not, it's a nice feature to look at. It's a, you can get it some, looks pretty. Some, yeah, you can get some in, interesting things out of it, but it's not uh, not not really the uh, uh, well the, the the thing which is going to change the way you work with uh, Google Webmaster Tools. But I do think that a lot of people will be looking at uh, at the numbers and 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 maybe even acting on it. Um, In fact, can I just add something on that? Because I just yeah, saw sure. about this um, from um, even on Google AdWords. When um, when I shouldn't really say this when we were on SEO, but um, on Google AdWords, when you go to the keyword um, keyword tool, when you use for um, research, the numbers you get on external keyword tool and what you get if you're logged into an AdWords account are completely different, and that's yeah, in the same system. Yeah, that, but that's the case in many in many of the Google tools, right? I know. It's just, it's just. I'm just saying. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just moaning now. I'm pregnant. So I'm just moaning about any old crap. <laughs> no, well, it, it is an interesting topic to address, actually, because um, it, it's so surprising that a company like that, that big of like Google cannot have two teams talking to each other about related. Uh, uh, well, uh, tools and related stuff they're, they're putting uh, uh, they're putting out there. So it, it is quite remarkable. Uh, but maybe it's just the size of Google which makes it impossible for them to uh, uh, to, to have them work together. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's that's definitely key to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also saw something in the um, in the chat room coming by uh, again. Which if you're wasn't driving over my accent. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't talking about that. I'm, I'm ignoring that one because that, that's not even funny. So, um, no, I'm. Uh, I'm looking at somebody in the chat room, Ogletree. Uh, he uh, pointed in a link: Google.com/slash/government-requests, 
which um, uh, is actually it's a page. If you open it, you will find that uh, government request directed to Google and YouTube. Uh, Google has set up a page where they show how many requests they're getting from different government agencies around the world to remove content from their services or even provide information about users and, and services and products. So they've, they, they, there you can see that, for example, in, uh, in Belgium they had uh, 67 uh, data requests and less than 10 removal requests. Um, but if you look at uh, United Kingdom, UK, it's got 1,166 data requests, which is a bigger country, so it's, it, it makes sense. Um, and uh, if you look at India, for example, you've got uh, 142 removal requests, which is quite uh, quite a lot from coming from India, actually. So, so what, what um, does it mean? What does it mean it, that they? That it means that they got. Um, uh, in the case of India, for example, they got 142 removal requests, which means that uh, two bloggers asked Google to remove uh, content. And uh, yeah. one book, book search, so there was a book on there which uh, probably uh, wasn't uh, allowed to be on there. Oh, now I want to know where it was. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It says how many, but it doesn't say which, what, what it was or uh, who it was. But it is... It's funny to see. It, not surprisingly, Germany is, is is high in there with 188 requests. Brazil actually is the biggest one with 290 re removal requests, hmm. which is uh, um, pretty interesting, pretty high. The Netherlands is uh, less than 10, so that's uh, that's not much. Uh, You're quite open. You're like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. We'll share. No, we don't care. <laughs> 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 I guess one thing. Yeah, what's that? Sorry, I was just going to say, that I think the one thing that probably uh, contaminates the Brazil data, though, is obviously Orchid plays quite a, a big part over there. Um, yeah. So I think looking at the, especially looking at the data, there's about 200 odd requests that, that account for Brazil. So I think without those, it probably would have been a lot more, well, it would have, it would have fallen probably below Spain and between Spain and Australia. So nice little feature, though. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I think it's uh, it's also given in. I'm, I've saw, uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm I'm looking for it right now. Uh, but I'm, I know you know what we're gonna do uh, uh, another break, and then after the break, I'll find the article I'm looking for because this is related to something else. Uh, we'll be right back after the break, and uh, then I will give you uh, the article I'm talking about. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory because now there's Lead Researcher from eGrabber, the one-stop source for finding contact information online. eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address. Just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names, IDs, email addresses, and phone numbers that you need fast. Think of the time that you'll save with Lead Researcher. Learn more about Lead Researcher at www.egrabber.com slash WMR. That's egrabber.com slash WMR. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. 
Find out how the Jar Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results. My.afcon2010.com. My.affcon2010.com. Your social media source for AFCON 2010. The Trade Show, where affiliates always attend for free. Sign up today at my.afcon2010.com. Check out photos and videos from our past events. Plus, check out our blog and discussion forums. Start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now at my.afcon2010.com. Sign up today at my.afcon2010.com. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, welcome back to the final part of the State of Search show, which we are doing today with my co-host uh, uh, for a day, Lisa Myers, and we have a special guest, uh, Peter Young. Uh, we were uh, talking before the break about um, something which somebody uh, threw into the chat room, which was uh, quite interesting, um, of where you could see uh, all requests for removal agency uh, government agencies had done with Google and uh, during the break we also got a link in there for um, from uh, Dennis who was uh, on the show last week and he shows us a open source database of all the uh, takedown requests and you can actually scroll through them it's chillingeffects.org slash notice.cgi which is hmm. uh, pretty interesting to, yeah, that's you can uh, you can find a lot of uh, a lot of different stuff there in uh, uh, the subject who send it uh, uh, to Google notices all stuff like that which is a uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting uh, information if you actually are interested in this of course because you can actually go into the complaints uh, to Google and uh, uh, actually see the emails see all the stuff which is uh, uh, related. I, th- I bet you, if you look, if you're really going to look through this, you can find some really interesting stuff there. But you really uh, have to. I love stuff like this. Yeah, you have to dive into it. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's not not something you, you're just scrolling around and uh, um, finding some interesting things. But what I was saying before the uh, break was also that I uh, found an, uh, a related article uh, today, which was on Search Engine Land, uh, actually. Um, uh, why Google probably has set up this uh, page with all the request information. Um, they got a letter from privacy officials in different countries, uh, 10 different countries, uh, with a list of complaints and demands surrounding privacy. And um, they focus in the letter on Google Buzz. Uh, they had, of course, the privacy issue uh, when Buzz was just out um, in, in the U.S., um, but the, the countries, uh, I see the original articles from the Wall Street Journal, um, the countries send a letter demanding uh, that Google would build more privacy protections into its services. And um, it's another sign of uh, Google getting into trouble with privacy issues. Uh, the letter was from Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Israel, Italy, the Netherlands, actually, wow. Uh, New Zealand, Spain, and the UK, mm. mostly European again. Mm. So, um, which 
raises a question again. Do you guys think Google is living on the edge when it comes to um, privacy issues? No, well, no, I don't. I don't actually think so. I think that if they want, don't want anyone to read it, don't bloody put it on the web. <laughs> you sound like Mr. Eric Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what he said. If if you've got something to hide, maybe you shouldn't have something to hide, or, or you exactly. Well, I don't. I don't think. And also, there are, are ways that you can 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 take it away. I just don't see like put it on a login or like I, I don't understand. But like they just have to plan their content a bit better. Like it's it's too much for Google to uh, to kind of read into whether this could possibly maybe be something that they wouldn't want to share you can't ask them to do that they're they're bots after all yeah i know, I know you're, you're right about that but the thing is that one which also dennis says in the in the chat room uh, other people can also put stuff on the web so th that's one but the other part is that um which could be uh, a trouble is that all sorts of different services are now being um well, put together. So maybe you think you're just tweeting out stuff, but meanwhile, because you're tweeting out stuff with your phone, um, they also know where you are exactly, and they're putting that online also. So I think that's that's where people are scared, scared, getting scared from, scared about. What, from what their location by using Twitter. Well, that's just an example. You know, yeah, you've yeah. got two different uh, uh, things you're putting. You're putting one thing on the web, and immediately something else is, is being put up there also because you are using some sort of service. And or, like, or how about, like, if you are an MI5 agent, don't use Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, I'm just being devil's advocate. I just think that they, they all, like, I, I'm usually the first one to, to bitch about Google, but sometimes it's just like, it's, it's just a bit silly, especially when it comes to, to things like, like this. I do agree on some privacy issues when it comes to reading um, all your, your stats and stuff from the using the Google toolbar or um, when you logged in and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when it comes to content on your website or if it's uh, Twitter or anything like that, you already kind of said that you are willing to share. Yeah, I, I guess it's how far that goes, though, really, isn't it? Um, you know, so things like things like you know, obviously Street View. There's been a number of cases of. I mean, there was that bloke I think was in Norway. That, yeah, that, in fact, uh, it was uh, the street of my brother. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> my brother actually lives in that street. Peter, what what happened? Uh, they had the Street View vans going past, and uh, I think somebody must have been trying to top up his town that particular day. Uh, and he was caught in a, I won't say a compromising position, but certainly I, I can't imagine he was particularly This is happy. not the one I've seen. I, th I thought there was the guys in the diving outfits sitting on their camping chairs. I've got to admit, I missed that one. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this on the, the, the forum, guys, if you... But obviously, anyway. the, uh, the, uh, I think it was John that was telling us about the sort of a, a couple of potential ones where... You know, there's been the, the, the Google van going past picking up murder scenes and stuff like that, which, you know, sort of, I mean, what was is not directly incorporated into, into, I guess, into the privacy conversation, just just highlights the sort of stuff that they're picking up that, you know, you've got no real control over. Mm. Yeah, well, the thing, the bus privacy thing was, of course, that um, uh, it showed who you are connecting with. <laughs> okay, there's another volcano erupting. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> it showed it shows that it showed to everybody uh, if your Google profile is on public, who you are connecting with in your mail in your Gmail. Uh. It it took up all your Gmail contacts in in Buzz immediately, and it also showed that in um, uh, on your profile. So that's something which uh, I I totally agree on that they shouldn't do that because that means that everybody you connect with through Gmail will be uh, on on your Google public profile, and 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 you don't want everybody to know who you're emailing with. No, totally. That, that is definitely a little bit too much. So, so those are just things that Google's running into, and and of course the, the street view issues. But the street view issues, to be honest, well, I, I don't really care about that, um, as long as you're not compromising, uh, uh, have compromising pictures on there. You can ask for them to t be taken off, actually. But um, if if you are caught with your pants down on Google Street View, I know you've done something wrong. Because nobody gets on Google Street View <laughs> just with their pants out if if they if they're done nothing wrong. Um, talking about Twitter, by the way, I'm gonna, we're getting close to uh, uh, to the hour again. So um, uh, Google has uh, launched another feature, which um, is called Google Follow Finder. Uh, well, is it Follow Finder or yeah, Google Follow Finder, which uh, can helps you find. Uh, Sweet tweets. That's what what they said. Which means that you can find um, uh, related uh, twitters, uh, twitters, or uh, people you should follow, or um, how uh, people are, uh, other people who are following specific people, how, how interesting they could make maybe for you. So you have tweets you might like, and tweets with similar followers. Uh, you put in your Twitter username on Follow Finder. Um, let me see which is the link. Uh, it's followfinder.googlelabs.com and uh, don't worry about the, the guy in the chat room, we won't follow him. <laughs> but uh, um, this, this is a, I think it's interesting because, well, it's not a very high-end high feature. It's not very that you think, okay, this is what I need to, know, to, to have to get uh, tweets I, uh, I'm interested in. I, I, I can find those people myself. The interesting part is um, that Google is promoting Twitter and it's not promoting Buzz. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Why? So, why Twitter? Why not Buzz? Has Buzz died? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, do you guys use it ever, Buzz? No. No, I really don't. I, I do you? He, I think I used it for about a day and got a bit bored, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, and it's never come back since. No, it's 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 something I think is a uh, one of the many Google failures. But uh, uh, well, it's interesting to see that Google is now focusing on Twitter instead of Buzz, because what you would expect for the Follow Finder, um, which analyzes uh, all your social information and stuff like that, followers lists uh, on Twitter, they sh they could do the same thing with Buzz and could promote Buzz doing that. Mm. But they they decided to go for Twitter. So um so. How 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 does it actually work again? So you basically yeah, I pasted the link in the chat room. You you just go to oh, yeah. followfinder.googlelabs.com yeah, yeah. uh, and you you mm -hmm. put in your username or any username uh, you want, and then you get two lists. One is tweets you might like, and the other one is tweets with similar followers. Um, okay. Funny thing is that uh, uh, funny thing. The f number one is my husband tweets with similar followers. So yeah. We have <laughs> 
Yeah, I might well, like I have, it. I have Dutch Cowboys, Mad Cuts, Search Cowboys, <laughs> Marketing yeah, Facts, exactly. which is a Dutch, Dutch website, and Yoast. <laughs> so those are the people <laughs> with similar followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, not surprisingly, to be honest. And the thing also is that they're... Um, the tweets you might like, I think I'm following them already. Because they're, yeah. they're putting shoe money, they're putting in uh, SEO mods, and I'm following those already. Oh, in fact, I, I think they're just doing the same thing. I've got exactly the same thing as you, shoe money and SEO mods. <laughs> That's no, it definitely doesn't have, seem to have that extra level of intelligence. I mean, I think certainly, uh, Jerry, oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've certainly got Brian Salis. I mean, mine seems to be at least a little different, but... I guess the one thing that seems to be, you know, there seems to be a lot of consistency between, you know, who who I got in my followers list according to this and you and and certainly Lisa. So I don't know how much thoughts gone into the behind the back of it. How it's probably a very simple script, uh, which and also it looks rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like some like like eleven year old has coded this back. That it is shocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it's it's well. It's like we said. It's not a not, not a very impressive tool. The remarkable thing is that Google came up with the tool and uh, cool. with this uh, with this follow finder. So, uh, final thing. We're almost uh, at the end of the show. One one thing, Lisa. You remember that uh, we all had a lots of trouble getting this at state of search uh, Twitter account. Yeah, um, there might be. Uh, well, light at the horizon uh, because Twitter announced it was uh, it's gonna um, look into um, deleted usernames uh, within a couple of weeks, and uh, then they're also looking at uh, unused usernames. Um, Hallelujah! Yeah, finally. <laughs> but, oh my but God! It's a big but. It's a big but. <laughs> Go on with the music. Uh, there, there's a big but in it. Um, Inactive names. Big boss. Are, okay, are you saying I'm fat? No, <laughs> no, I'm not saying. There's <laughs> a big part, big part into why uh, what Twitter is doing. The inactive <laughs> names. Uh, it's something that uh, F. Williams talked uh, at the Chirp conference, which is uh, a Twitter conference last week. Um, inactive names uh, who have not been used for over six months. Uh, are uh, registers uh, uh, who have been registered? They can take that away. But if you have one or two tweets in it, it's going to be more difficult to actually okay. uh, to get them away. But we're we're hoping for uh, for them to uh, uh, to actually go through with it because it, it, we really need that. It's it's incredible that if you delete a username, you can't get it back for one. And the second one is that uh, if you uh, have registered the username two years ago and nobody's using it you can't get it even though in our case like in our case we have the website so that's uh yeah pretty, uh, that's yeah well, and also don't tell any domainers or any kind of like spammers because then they will all start tweeting a few ones on each of the ones that they registered so be quiet okay maybe not good idea to say that on the radio show <laughs> 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 okay, talking about Twitter handles. Um, Peter, what's your Twitter handle? It's Pete Young, very original one. So it's Pete Young. It's at P E T E. So no Why? R. Be, be, be sure about that. No R. Y O U N G. Pete Young. Thank you, Pete, for uh, uh, coming to our show this week. And, Absolute uh, pleasure. 
it was good to have you. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week in Manchester at SESCON. Uh, good luck with the conference. And Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be uh, discussing the conference without a doubt uh, on uh, another episode of State of Search. Lisa, thank you for uh, being my co-host today. No worries. Uh, well, especially because it was short notice, but uh, it was good, few good hours. to have you on. Uh, just a couple of hours. It's good to have you on and uh, good luck on the pregnancy, of course, and uh, we'll have you back before you have the, the baby uh, on the show. Um, Everybody, the show notes will be on tomorrow, probably, or somewhere this week on State of Search. Uh, and you can also listen this show back uh, uh, through iTunes, which is uh, um, which we are uh, in. Uh, we, how do you say it? We are in iTunes. So you can find a link and then subscribe to it. Uh, if you're listening to the uh, show already in a podcast format, you can also listen live, which is on every uh, Tuesday, 8 p.m. in Holland, 7 in the UK. In the, UK. Uh, in the US, it's uh, 2 p.m. on the East Coast, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. Thank you both again. It was a good show. And uh, we'll be back with the State of Search show next week. And uh, thank you also, Brasco. And take it away. Thank bye you. Bye-bye.